Hello and welcome to episode 616 of the LeeCast Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Cooper. Joining me is Aiden Rockarts. Hey, how's it going? And Colton Sweat. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. We made it, guys. Uh, this week's episode, we'll have a little bit of LeeCast news, um, some new news. We'll talk about a Vi Weekly discussion, a retrospective on a couple of champions. And then we'll move into a Roundtable and Mail Fight that we didn't get to last week. Um, how was your week, guys? Um, you asked us like we should both answer at the same time. Yeah, answer it simultaneously, please. <laughs> alternate, except alternate words. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Aiden will start with one word, and then Colton. No, I'm not gonna do this. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna do it. That sounds awful. It, it, that sounds no, no, awful. No, it's gonna kill our. No, it's bad. It's bad. It's bad. It's um, bad. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I'm the only one who's played League of Legends, so I will talk. Um, <laughs> I, I played like maybe like 30 games of League, uh, which is more than I usually play. Um, I hit my new all-time peak of 330 LP. I'm currently sitting at like 250-ish on my main and then like 50-ish on my Smurf. Um, and then I, I, I think the game's in a good spot. Um, I still think I'm coming to the conclusion that this is probably my last year playing ranked, I think. <laughs> um, and this is, I think this is mostly because this is like the best scenario for me to ever play ranked like I had a good amount of free time. Um, I think the meta is in a good spot. Um, I think I'm playing well. I'm learning. I'm going up ELO. I had a 70% win rate to 300 LP, for example. Um, and I still think my enjoyment is like at like a four, <laughs> like when I'm winning. Um, mm-hmm. And then when, when I'm like not winning, uh, it's like weird. Just Cause like when I play my main character and I play well and I lose, I'm like, ah, oh, that's fine. Like I'm, I'm learning and getting better. But then when anything else happens, it just feels like the biggest waste of time. And it's like, okay, so I'm playing in, I'm playing, I'm playing at 300 ma- points master. I, my last lobby that I played in was all GM 700 pl- point players. Um, and it's like, I got, I got, I got pl- filled support. Well, not filled support. It's my secondary role. I should use the correct terminology. And it's like, fuck, not only am I not good enough to play support at the CLO, but I'm also not like, I'm not choosing to play league to like play Jana or Blitzcrank yeah. or whatever. I'm, I'm playing League for my own personal benefit as like a hobby to play Tom Kench and play top lane and get better at that, right? That's that's what I want to do. And it feels like, fuck, when every other game is playing something that you don't want to play and you're out of your element, it just feels like a bad use of time. <laughs> like, like, and I don't know if other people feel the same. I, just, I, I had this conversation a couple months ago where like, I think they either need to find a way to make it so you always get primary role. Like, I don't know how the fuck they're going to do that. There's not enough players on NA at high elo for that to happen. Mm-hmm. Or they need to make it so that no one has, like, there's no role select. And it's back to, like, the good old days of, like, you just fucking... Me mid, me mid, me mid or feed. Yeah. I mean, we, we joke about that because that was a shitty system of, like, people just, like, would big dick you to get their lane or whatever. But the benefit of that was sometimes you just have to play the role that you don't want to play. And therefore you... Everyone, I think, at that point had a higher understanding, like at least a floor of every role. Um, yeah, I think where, players were a lot more flexible in those days. Yeah, and once again, it's just and like I, I, don't know. I, I, I personally Colton have like yearns kept that for mentality. those days. Yeah, yeah, right. Like and that's it's, like, <laughs> and it's not like it's beneficial to you to cue Phil either, right? It's not like it's like even if you maintain that being able to play every role to let's just say within three hundred points of your main role. Um, it's not like it's still beneficial to you to Q Phil. Like it's definitely. I not, guess. Right? I guess the argument is that 
a you would have a higher percentage chance of not chance. having other people yeah. filled, right? But yeah, fuck, there's man, a very that... marginal benefit there. Yeah, not... but it's not big. Mm-hmm. Is the benefit that compared to just playing the role that you're better at, even though you're you probably you're a not. filmmate? Like you know what I mean? It's like it's a weird system. And once again, I'll try not to be too much of a downer. But it's just like I have this scenario where it's like fuck, this is like the best case scenario. I'm winning most of my games. I'm doing well on them, and it still feels like a waste of time a lot of the time. Which is crazy. <laughs> yeah, I guess, like, I, I think it's because you're at the point where, like, excuse me, I've just choked a little bit. Um, <clears throat> the next tangible, like, rank up is not unattainable, I think, for, for, for us, but so far away that it doesn't feel like you're making any progress towards it. I was more than halfway. I was like, what, like 60% of the way? Because like it, it was 500-ish points right now for GM mm-hmm. cutoff. Um, and I'm sitting, I was sitting at 330. I'm now down to 250. Um, and it's like, fuck, I think it's doable. I'm also playing in like GM lobbies because I still get like plus five for a win <laughs> and a loss together. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like, fuck, man. It, it, I don't think I'll feel <laughs> anything hitting that. Like, I think I would enjoy hitting it, but like, I don't think it's worth playing like 30 games a week you know what I mean like 15 hours of league and yeah. half of those games being on a role that I don't want to play <laughs> like, I, uh-huh. had, I had the combo and like once again this is gonna be coming off like a lost streak so like just to give people context right I had the combo of like I always play a warm-up game in my surf I play a warm-up game in my surf I hard smurf I like fucking like go 12 and 3 or whatever on my surf uh in like low master MMR um and then I switch to my main account win a game on my main account playing Tom Kench and then my next two games are playing in GM lobbies, playing support, and I, I lose both of those. So I'm like, I'm I'm just na- I'm mad now because I just wasted an hour and a half playing support. Um, so I queue up again. I, I rage queue up again. Get top lane and play the worst I've played all like week. And it's yeah. like fuck, man. Like <laughs> it's just, uh, it's just like a, that was a bad use of like two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I think there like that's kind of where the perspective that. Um, like BBC sort of teaches where um, like your goal shouldn't be a certain rank or whatever. It should just be like constant improvement as a player. And you know, when that's not like tangible in anything beyond like just an LP number, I think it kind of feels bad. Um, Like if you, if you hit GM this week and then lost, like I feel like you would feel differently. I don't think I would though. Cause even when I, I, I won, 17 out of 20 games from D2 to Master 300. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I... I think I was, like, at, like, a 4 out of 10. 5 out of 10, maybe. You know what I mean? Like, in terms of enjoyment? <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, like, that's, like, just Master 300, right? Like, there, there's nothing else associated with that other than, okay, your LP and Master is higher. I guess the way I'm looking at it is that if I hit GM... I don't think that changes my perspective even like a percentage to want to do it again next year. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't mean like long term like grind. I just even mean like currently. I feel like I, I think that's actually one of the things that the rank system does really well for everything below master is that it like you you have really tangible progression and it feels really yeah. good when you climb. Um, you know, it, you hitting like D four and then, you know, peaking D2 or, or like something like that feels way better than like, okay, I'm Master 300 versus Master 100. You can also just have like a good day, right? Like let's just say you yeah. play, play, play three blocks or whatever, right? And you're sitting at like silver three 20 points. You can just have a good day, win three games, and you're up a new, you have a new rank. Uh, 
where <laughs> to go from master to jam you have to win like i don't know like 20 <laughs> yeah and i'm not saying 20. i'm not saying like that is the fix for yeah. like what you're feeling specifically i just think like that is something that league does great and i think it's missing from the tier that we're at right now i i really do think that if i got top lane every single game i would feel better about it mm-hmm. it's just definitely the games where like i have to play a role that i don't want to play those just feel like i i just fucking sit back in my chair and i just am watching a 30 minute cutscene. <laughs> i mean what do you feel like is the i mean I feel I don't know if we have the population to be able to just give everyone their main role. Do you feel like there's a different like alternative, other than so. other than going back to the Wild West? I guess. I think the Wild West would be the only way to do it, which I think this system we currently have is better than that. I just think that like for my own personal enjoyment, yeah. I'd rather have everyone feel like there's obviously if you're someone who can play like three roles at a similar level, you're just you benefit with this current system. Um, and I just think that like it doesn't benefit me and what I want out of the game specifically. Mm-hmm. And like, I understand that's like, obviously it's, it's the reason why it's not my way and like, it's their way. Um, but it's just interesting. Like I, I enjoy when I play Tom Kench top. Uh, also another thing that fucking kills me is I think all of my zero out of 10 experiences this past week have always had a Hallbreaker user in the, on the enemy team. It, yeah. Like, Hallbreaker is just like such a, I don't even think it's like, super op it's just so annoying even games where i win against it right it's like <clears throat> yeah oh i just fucking spent 30 minutes of my life just like I, it's tr- trundle got buffs this patch so now like by the way get your free lp play trundle top and go like trinity force um ravenous hull hull breaker as your hey, i said it i said it on the last podcast Dude, it's like I, that's a bad lane for me because he steals my stats obviously yeah but like even in scenarios where like i 5-0 him in lane what i do for the next 30 minutes is he tries to push the the He's wave. Babysit. I have to, dude, I have to drag waves away from tower so he can't like take the resistance. Uh, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. he'll he'll run through at me. Uh, he, I'll, I'll I'll try to hit him. He'll just hit tower. And my my job is I eat him and drag him away from tower. Like I have to. All I'm doing is. He's playing PVE and I'm playing PVP versus him. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and I do that for 35 minutes and it's like, fuck, I've played like four of those games and I've won like two of them. Like, I, it's not like I'm just getting dumpstered by uh, Splash, but it's just like the least fun experience in all of League of Legends. It's just, it, it takes away a lot of your agency, right? Where it's like... Yeah, that's fair. You know, okay, you, you typically as a top player, like, have the option, like I can play really hard for lane <laughs> or I can like try and TP to objectives or we can just group 5v5 death ball, but it's like... If they have again, let's say a trundle with like Trinity Force and Hullbreaker, your your only option really is to deal with that, right? Because if you, you don't, you just lose. you just lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's, it's just it's just crazy how strong it is. It's just like very degenerate. Like mm-hmm. these games, like that that this trundle will just end. The, he'll end the game with the lowest damage in the entire game every single time, and he wins like more than he wins like seventy percent of his games. <laughs> like, and I, I've yeah. run into like four of those guys. Like it's so it's so gross, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, to to jump back to a point like Nick was making earlier, you know, you can always go back to like knowing the people who are just abusing whatever flavor of the month like that or like playing that playstyle are are probably yeah. not getting any better at the game. Um, they're just like, oh, cool, I'm gonna abuse this strat, and then when it's nerfed next patch, if there's not something to replace it, I'm just gonna drop down 200 points. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I think to me, the biggest thing it seems like for you is just like your value of time seems to like continually be going up as yeah. well as, you know, 
I, I I've been experiencing a little bit of it with League Two, especially recently. Same. Like some uh, a friend group, uh, like you know, old host of the show has been getting back into League and like playing normal games, and they're having so much fun. And, I, and I'm watching it, and like I've tried playing with them a couple times, and it's just like I think I've played with them like two or three times in normal games, and just like I spend the game like farming, getting ahead, and then we end up losing, and like by no means flaming, but it's just like because they have no idea how to like play the macro, and so it's like the last game I had probably 500 stacks of Aurelian Soul, I was super fed, <laughs> and then like I was on a reset, they all died in a 4v5, and like we just lose the games, like. I'm not having any fun doing that, but God, if I had quit the game for three years, I'd probably be having a blast because yeah. I just like don't know what to be looking at. It's yeah. funny. I have gotten some uh, <laughs> some news from uh, Henderson about some champions that have been released. <laughs> he says every <laughs> single one released in like the past two years is is broken. <laughs> yeah, that's really funny. Yeah, uh, it's it's been <laughs> fun to watch. Um, but, but I do like, you know, seeing that and thinking about it, it's like, th there's, there's probably a world where like, if all of us were not playing ranked and we were just like having a blast playing normal games together and like not caring that much. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's, and it's funny. Cause like, I, I'm complaining about like playing support or whatever in ranked. And it's like, in my mind, I'm like, fuck, I would love to be playing like support with one of you in a game. Right, mm -hmm. like, like it's still fun to play games with my friends, but like, fuck, I don't want to just play in my own fucking like voice chat by myself with none of my friends. <laughs> like, it's just such a, I don't yeah. know. It, I hope, like, if that the one thing that will bring me back to League of Legends, and I see it more and more every day, the cries for it is bringing back Duo Q to Master Plus. Um, yes, please. And it's becoming a popular thing, man. It's becoming really, really popular. Like mostly around content creators, but I mean, I, I would argue they have a pretty big voice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I, I think, especially also at this point, I feel like with kind of the the movement of the player base, I think the population of Master Plus is significantly larger than it was when those restrictions were implemented. Yeah. Um, right. And it's like, again, the, the idea sure is there to like protect some of the integrity of like the highest echelon play and like make you have to be able to like do it alone. Yeah. But you know, I, I think there's definitely a lot of people like a, a vocal group, us included where it's like low masters is not the top echelon of play. Like there is a, a massive difference between masters 20 lp and like gm 500 lp versus challenger 1000 lp yeah mm -hmm. right like it's, it's not even comparable um and I, I i agree i think i would also be i you know i lost a bunch of games and i'm down to like d3 taking a little break but it is uh it is very much not fun playing games alone when things are going bad Mm -hmm. right because yeah. like even i feel like way more so if you're with a duo and like you have a bad game it's a lot more bearable because you can like talk yeah. about it or you can like try and do something together but if it's just like oh man you know like we, we lost a trade early bottom and like our lane is over and as much as i'm typing i can't get our jungler to do anything about it it's like again you know hey i, I lost my lane on my own that's my fault but it sure would be nice to be able to participate in the next 15 mm -hmm. minutes. 
it's it's funny because I was talking to Dan a little bit about it, and he was like asking me, he's like, "This is kind of what you mean about like games, uh, wasting your time, right?" And he was showing me like a game where they just got like he he's like one and one, and his team's like all zero five plus, right? Um, yeah. And I'm like, that's like part of it, right? Like it's one thing to be like that, but like it it, it blows my mind. I think it's just because like I'm I'm a little bit older than maybe some people playing the game. I would assume at least I would hope. Um, but the games were like it's like that where everyone's feeding. Um, but people are too mad at each other to go to the next one, so they yeah. want to waste each other's time. And so you're in the game for an extra ten minutes, and those ten minutes of just you're everyone's the game's over. Right? It's like it's like three to twenty seven. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's your like, team won't it's like surrender. Three to twenty one at fifteen minutes, and you throw up the vote. <laughs> And then it's like at fifteen, at like ten minutes, the game was probably over. It was three and twenty-one. Five minutes yeah. later, it's three and twenty-seven. You throw up the vote. They vote no, and the game goes to twenty-five minutes. You're like, of this twenty-five minute game, or maybe even thirty minutes, like only ten minutes of it was actually a point to which like the game had been decided. decided. And I don't even mind like trying to play those games out, like the three to twenty-seven games, if people like want to. But it, I would say eighty-five percent plus of the time, it's. Those games that started about to get failed because the one person wants the other person to be in the game, and it's mm-hmm. like so they don't even want to win, right? Like no, no yeah, one wants. Not, yeah, it's like a little fight. vigilante. It's not even like it's not even yeah like I'm like obviously that game win percentage is like one percent at that point. Yeah. So even if we tried, I'd be like fuck it, sure, whatever. But like it's purely like they don't even want to win. They just want the other person to waste more time, and it's like fuck. I couldn't imagine spending my time doing that. So just those like ten minutes of like it's like purgatory where you're just like this game's over there's nothing i can mm-hmm. do i can't leave because i get punished um i can't go do anything else in my time because i get punished i just have to sit here and pretend to play out the game <laughs> like, yeah i just have to sit here and try not to die for f- 15 times oh dude it's, yeah, so, it's just so gross <laughs> that is something like i've been i'm getting, getting back into playing like chess on my phone a little bit and that is one thing that's really nice is like in playing a single player game is you can just FF it whenever, mm-hmm. um, as well as it's just super common. And I think it's probably too common, but it's like the second anything goes wrong, I feel like most players, at least at my level, will just give up. Yeah. But it's, it's like, even if it's like not a super suboptimal thing, like if they maybe traded like a bishop for a pawn and they're like, okay, next. And you're like, okay, yeah. you definitely could have played it. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's that's not a crazy lead. Or like, you know, uh, I don't know. Like, obviously, if you blunder like, your whole queen, I, I get throwing up the FF, but... Yeah. Yeah, anyways, <laughs> I wasn't trying to, like, bring it down, but I was just saying, like, I think it's very interesting that, like, how much things have changed for me in my mindset of, like, even if it goes perfectly, it feels like it's still not a good use of time sometimes um so anyways i i think i'm probably going to not play rank next season i think i'll still give it one more shot this season i'm probably going to take like a week off from ranked um let my decay games go down a little bit and then give it like one more like hard grind um Uh but other than that like it it just you think you'll be done with ranked like period or do you think you'll be like i'll play enough to get like emerald or diamond I don't think I'll play at all. Um, okay. I think if I if I if I quit, I'm definitely gonna quit fully. I think um, unless I bring back Duo Q. Um, that being said, I'd love to play Flex, or I would love just to, like spend more time playing like normal games and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, or yeah, just I, honestly, do community games. <clears throat> like once again, like I, I had this week off. Like I kind of had a lot of free time this week, and I wanted to do community games. But like, if I'm already spending like four hours of my day playing League, like ranked, 
I, I don't want to play community games. No, no offense. So I like, think it's just, I, I don't want to spend well, it's just time a lot of league. Games. Yeah. And there's people who play 12 hours a day. I, I play like, I was playing like four or like three to four most days. Um, and I was just burnt. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cool. Anyways, just uh, just to jump off my week, uh, I, I've also been playing like a shitload of uh, uh, Warzone, like Call of Duty Warzone, and that game is super fun. Um, so I've been playing, I've played too much of it, dude. I started playing it on the 5th. Um, you want to guess how many hours I have it in it? Uh, and... 200. <laughs> Thank God. I have like I have like 55. Oh, <laughs> that's like, not too that's bad. Nothing. I mean, and you had like a whole t- week off? Yeah. That's not bad. I, I, put more, I, I, I put more time into Minecraft this last week. Yeah, yeah, that makes me feel really good about how I spend my time. Like, <laughs> thank you guys. I appreciate. I'm, it. I needed that. And I'm an absolute degenerate. You don't understand. No, I just mean if you played, you really good. If you played eight hours a week this week, it'd be forty hours, and you've had two extra weeks on top of that, right? Yeah, no. In three weeks, I played fifty-five hours. I don't think it's that bad. Hell yeah, I could. I, I could do fifty-five hours in three days, my guy. <laughs> cool. Colton uh, can yeah. do fifty-five hours in one day. That's Anyways, crazy. that's my complaint. Uh, yeah. oh, also, play Tom Kench. I think he's actually really good in Solo Queue. I think he's even better, like, the lower ELO you are. Um, just as, like, a quick little, like, mini guide. Maybe we'll do, like, a real guide next week or something. Um, but, like, just go hard steal every game at low ELO. And then higher ELO is actually, like, decisions to be made. But we can talk about that next week, maybe. Hell yeah. So, I'll talk about my week now. <laughs> talk about your week, yeah. <laughs> uh, as Aiden mentioned, uh, he's really been the only one playing a whole lot of League of Legends. I think I did, like, I'd mentioned, like, I think two or three normal games um i've been playing a ton of minecraft that server went up and i had the week off so sunk a bunch of time into that um outside of that not really a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of gaming um thanksgiving was very nice it was just a you know stay at home relaxed me and rachel made some nice uh nice thanksgiving classics have a fridge full of leftovers still um but yeah not a whole lot going on i think probably this week into next i'm gonna get back on the ranked grind i think i've got a little bit over a month before the end of season so i'd like to try and get back to masters before that happens um and i know aiden and i had talked about running some uh some cheesy bot lanes i know we've got obviously the, the senna tom kench he talked last week a little bit I think I think you mentioned on the show that we wanted to play some Zillion Janna. Um, I also <laughs> saw like a clip of Zig's Vigar that looks really fun because just as long as they're in the cage and Zig throws down W, they're gonna get bounced into it. It's just like <laughs> it seems really very fun. That's very funny. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's all for my week. Nick, what you got? Um, work, school, studying. Um been playing a lot of runescape which has uh, been nice there's like a little uh temporary mode going on um which has been a lot of fun um i've played no league i don't think any arams nexus blitz nothing um if nexus blitz is still around um unfortunately but i've been kind of feeling the same way aiden has like i haven't played it i've played three ranked games this split and it's been kind of nice to to do other stuff um although if i ever quit i'll probably continue just for the like just to hit minimum gold, um, but I think it'd be fun to transition more into like a, a more casual um, player, I suppose. Um, so yeah, that's that's it for me. Um, let's get oh, on with the show. Oh, go ahead. I forgot one other thing to mention. Uh, you know, Black Friday, Cyber Monday deals. I decided to finally pull the trigger. I was 
planning on waiting until like probably spring of next year, but I uh, started buying parts to build Ooh. a new computer. So your boy's okay. going to be playing League of Legends on max settings. <laughs> nice. Then your rank will go up. Yeah, my rank's gonna go so up. <laughs> for every nice. for every one FPS that goes up, I get a hundred LP. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's sick. Yeah, but I'm still gonna play capped FPS, so I won't go anywhere. <laughs> cool. Um, awesome. Do you have any league cast news? No league cast news. No league cast news. Okay. Um, so let's get on with the show then. Uh, first up, we got a dev season change log. Yeah, these are kind of things that we talked about a little bit. Like, the dev blogs weren't out yet, but we kind of talked about these things. They had a dev blog about map changes. Um, it's pretty interesting. It was kind of just giving their thought process on what how they changed mid, top, and bottom. Um, they also showed, like, <laughs> the way they were, like, uh, working. Like, So, obviously, they had to build a new map, right? And you don't want the art and, like, assets team to just build a bunch of random ass textures yeah so, so they they have like pictures in this dev blog like uh i think it's like 75 percent through it if you want to scroll where they just like copy pasted parts of the existing map and placed them <laughs> places to make these ugly ass like fucking. that's really funny because obviously they just need to play test them right if they feel yeah. good first and then the art team can make them after but they just have like these copy pasted rocks that's so all funny. over the map <laughs> it's really funny um, but it's a really good dev blog if you want the reasons for why they changed various things. I think they go into pretty good uh, discussion points. Um, I'm very excited for the new map. I think it's going to make a lot of stuff very interesting. It's definitely going to probably be a nerf to jungle overall, which um, maybe isn't a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, and then there's the the second part, right? The um, Cat Cult's Rift Mix. Yeah, just more talking more about like their things that they put together. Um, so it's kind of some a look behind some of the changes that they were making. Uh, one of the first things that I thought was really interesting, cause I don't think they ever talked about this before. They, they said um, they tried breaking up the game into three distinct phases. And I think this is interesting because this kind of gives us an idea of like what is early game, what is mid game, what is late game. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the way they were going to describe it is early game is zero to 14 minutes uh, or two dragons taken. So when plates are alive in the game, mid game is... Um, uh, before Baron spawns and then after sorry up until Baron spawns and then uh after Baron spawns is late game um and it's like that's kind of an interesting way to break down the game um it's just interesting it's just more like uh, just terms that people throw around like what is late game what is mid game stuff like that um and then they show like some of the things they were going to put together instead of like the void might thingies mm-hmm. uh, one of them was uh this <laughs> these cat things uh which are like okay. little legends from <laughs> TFT and I don't know what the fuck this is, dude. This looks so goofy. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. Yeah, it looks fucking super goofy. And they're going to make them, like, sap the power from, like, Rift Herald and stuff. Um, hmm. And it looks pretty goofy, but um, I am I think the thing, the direction they currently went with, like, seems pretty cool with, yeah. like, the Void Mites and stuff. Oh, the, uh, if you get to the bottom of the dev article, they talk about Baron a little bit. So what Baron was originally going to do was when he spawns, he was going to shoot out a bunch of, like... Uh, like uh lasers if you will um and those were going to create unique terrain around the entire map whoa that's so sick um but it was like kind of like four linear seal shots so it only create like little like pass almost yeah. um and it just didn't change the gameplay enough to justify it being like a unique thing every game yeah um, they should have changed the- it so those those four skill shots were just ergot ults but it was at 90 <laughs> percent so if you were if you were under ninety percent health, he would just pull you back and eat you. It's just the inverse of Ergot. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a it's a cool idea, right? Like unique things like that. Um, yeah. But it, 
honestly, like, as much as we, I mean, it's a thing we constantly see in game design where, like, sometimes, like, randomly generated, um, procedurally generated is probably the better way to put it, uh, things are just less unique than just handcrafted mm-hmm. things, right? Um, so I'm pretty happy with the pits that we currently have. I'm very excited to play with them. Nice. Cool, cool, cool. Um, I suppose that's it for the new news. Then do we want to have our bi-weekly? Yeah, I'm super excited. This is uh, kind of spawned from a Reddit thread from last week. Let's do it. Um, and it was this is okay. This is before they showed Huey. Uh, just to give okay. context, and the Reddit thread was saying, "Hey, I think it's very cool that Riot this year has uh made a a um effort to release very simple characters compared <laughs> to 2022, which is like a mess of characters. So just to give it a rundown, I want to compare the 2022 releases versus the 2023 releases and what we thought about like the the general direction. Okay, um, let's so do it. Just, I mean, yeah, just the easy. You you already know my statement. Anything released after 2018 sucks." <laughs> everything released after tom kench um uh so the 2022 characters were zeri renata belveth nyla Cassante. those were the five and the characters this season are milio nefiri briar and then Huey eventually will be released i think uh sometime in december um i mean already off the bat i feel personally like um the 2022 batch is um not only more interesting just in terms of um, like the number of characters, I suppose. Uh, but I think they're also just more fun characters to play, play against um, that sort of thing. I, uh, Milio is really boring to me. I, I don't think, uh, I think Briar as a character is like pretty interesting and has a unique mechanic, but she's pretty like simple and straightforward. And I don't, I don't think that's, necessarily the like greatest way to take the game um and you know maybe there's a lot of hate for how good and impactful champions like zeri were in the meta when they you know were in the meta but i feel like that's like that's way more interesting to me than um having a character like this is my go-to of like recent character like lilia who i think is like really boring doesn't really bring much um, doesn't see a lot of presence, uh, uh, unless her numbers are like really gross. Um, and kind of just like a, a big miss in my opinion. Um, so I, I, I really like the 2022 cast. Yeah. Cool. I don't like love all the characters, but, uh, but I do think, uh, I think it was a better grouping for sure. In terms of like interesting additions to the game that, that were like, real actual additions that like changed something you know uh, i think milio is a good example it's like he's kind of boring i I agree with nick but like what does milio do that like another enchanter doesn't i mean sure he's got like the range Mm -hmm. mechanic and the cleanse mechanic but it's like okay so i could buy a rapid fire cannon or i could get like a a mikhail's if i'm a support like and, and fill those roles Whereas, like, I think Zeri and Nyla are two good examples of, you know, there wasn't really an AD carry like Zeri. There wasn't really an AD carry like Nyla that existed in the game before then. Um, you know, in Nefiri, I think that's 23. It's like, okay, there's there's plenty of other assassins that just kind of, like, jump on you and all in. And it's like, cool, I guess you've got the dogs. But I, I don't feel like it was hugely innovative. And, you know, it's 
it's weird because I also I feel like am generally less receptive to those really innovative characters. Cause I'm like, wow, look at all this shit that they can do that nobody else can. That's a really good way to keep those old characters viable. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I think I'm at a point in my, like, experience with League where it's just like, I would rather have them not release a character if it's not going to, like, add something to the game, right? Like, and we talk about it all the time, it's like, they can't release another Ash, and, like, please don't. Because there, there's just no reason to, like, add another character that fills that same exact role. Mm-hmm. And I I don't think that simple necessarily is bad, right? Like, I don't, I don't think that's a... Um, I don't think that's necessarily true. I think there can be some really, like, simple, well-designed characters. I mean, um, like, Jin is, like, always a go-to. But I think Jin's a, you know, a pretty well-designed character. Pretty simple to play. Simple to play against. Um, but it, there's just something about, like if a simple character misses, it just feels like such a, like a, a a bad champion design or a bad champion release in my eyes. Like you're supposed to get really excited, you know, for all these um, champion releases and, you know, they've slowed down as the years have gone on. I mean, we're going to get what four in 2023. Is that how the math's working out? Yeah. Um, So to have one, you you know, I'll take Milio, for example, a, a character that, you know, as a support player, totally not only missed for me, but actually ruined the lane for me for a while where it, it just was not fun to play the game um, when there was Emilio on the other team who just played so passively, um, you know, set damage uh, or lack of damage records uh, across the like across the rift and it, that like missing on that just feels so, so bad. Um, as compared to like, hey, if Zeri comes out and she's a miss, like, at least she is fun to play for a lot of people, right? Like, yeah. it, there's always that fallback on like this character is fun to play. Yeah, well, were yeah. all of the 22 uh, characters again in 2022? 2022, it was Zeri, Renata, Belveth, Nyla, Cassante. Yeah, so I think also there's something to be said about like if you look in terms of like competitive play, I feel like all of those characters, you know, I would say Nyla and Belveth probably the least so, but like all of them were seen and played. And mm-hmm. I guess like 23, like no Nefiri and no Briar. I mean, we haven't really had time to see Briar mm-hmm. in competitive. Yeah. Um, but like, I don't think we'll see either. Though, I, I don't like... think we're ever going to see <laughs> Nefiri or Briar in competitive. And like, Milio is only going to exist when it's in Enchanter for your AD carry meta. And, you know, it could just as easily have been a Soraka or a Janna or a Lulu. Um, It's, it's interesting because like, I feel like all the other ones like very quickly work their way. Like, right. Zeri has been a a top AD carry basically since she came out, except for like the last few months where she's maybe in like B tier. Um, you know, Cassante has been obscenely good for like the entirety he's been around. Um, you know, I think Nyla is very good in, in limited situations. It's yeah. I don't know. It's, it's strange to look at it. I think maybe they'll, maybe they'll hit it with way 
in at the, at the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, in theory, he's going to be the most complex character, so I'm I'm interested to see how that goes. Um, I guess just my quick thoughts. I, I think I'm closer to Nick on it, but I also see both perspectives. Um, I much prefer characters that break rules and predefined things yeah. from other characters, um, mostly because I'm looking at it through the perspective of like, well, I don't want them just to re-release characters right and I, the other alternative is to have them release no characters but i also don't think is a good thing um maybe they don't need to release like five characters that break the mold of the game like releasing Cassante and Nile Cassante, which is the the damage tank character Nilo, which is the melee 80 carry character zeri which is the non-auto attacking 80 carry character. like maybe we don't need like four meta or mold breaking characters in a season but i would love to have like two every year like two characters that like get me excited that this is a new thing that we haven't seen in this game because i I think milio is the best example right milio is literally like just a new enchanter which i don't think is a bad thing people love enchanters maybe people want a new enchanter to play but like fuck i am not excited to like play milio because he's 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 the same role that i've played for 14 years right (laughs) yeah and i think again like to compare i i'm struggling the camp that the 2022 batch is better like look at the new enchanter that came out in 2022 renata right like yeah it's way more interesting like Mm -hmm. actually is is a new unique thing where it's like you've got the revive and you've got the the berserk which like feels way more influential and more interesting to play as and play against like if you if you get hit by that huge five-man renata ultra like okay yeah like i i made a mistake you know that was that was a good play by the renata if you're sitting there playing like i don't know thresh into milio and you're like oh yeah he's been 900 units away from me all game i really that was interesting I guess I like should you have to hit a max range hook on Milio because otherwise he just shields all your damage from off yeah, screen. But... Like, but he but he remains off screen. Like, there's just a lot of problematic, I don't know, things in the simplicity of the character versus like at least with Cassante. Like, there's a lot of levers to pull. Where like, oh, okay, his Q just doesn't cost enough mana. We'll, you know, we'll amp that up, or mm-hmm. you know, it, it's become problematic over the I don't know over the course of the games life but i i I think that like it's just healthier for it like the game to exist like that than for it to exist in a different method like a a a different like reality where we have these like boring champions who are perfectly balanced and like the game dies because turns out people really like playing yasuo yone you know these these high skill yeah expressive champions yeah, yeah. It, it, I, I just think it's like, yeah, it's good that, like, I understand people's concerns. I, I'd say the general consensus, this is before Quay once again, was that people like that they are releasing simplistic characters um, because it overloads the game less, um, which I, I, I get the perspective. I just don't know if that's good for a game that wants to stay popular <laughs> and yeah, keep I, I mean, eyes on I it. I think, like, it's important to realize that at the end of the day, we're all just wanting the same thing, right? When a game that's fun to play, that's relatively like balanced um without characters that feel like super super problematic yeah it's just that i think the route that a lot of people want to go towards in terms of like simplicity and like balance for example are are is a mistake um 
to that will like lead to the the game dying faster than it otherwise would have yeah i think you know aiden was kind of talking about the schedule and i feel like you had mentioned like maybe two kind of unique break the mold characters i feel like yeah to me if there were like two of those two simple characters and one thing i would love to see more of is like actual serious reworks of older characters yeah. if it was if it was just every two months i know we're going to get either a new character that's like breaking the mold a new character that's simple or a rework and it's just you know we get two of each in the year i, I think that would be a really nice schedule right because then again you're never waiting more than two months for one of these releases and i i think that there's a lot of characters that could use some catching up to to the modern game that would you know maybe not generate as much hype as, as a new character but i i think you know as, as someone who's been playing the game as long as i have i i do think it's kind of sad that there's just like a, a lot of characters that need a lot of work yeah I yeah mean, the for last sure re- full rework free full rework we got was udir right um like full scale rework oh and wow in it's August been, that's been a long time last year that being said just to give them credit they have been doing a lot of um the they call them mid-scope updates mid-scope updates yeah, yeah. that's true and that's it's true. stuff like cinder getting the stack mechanic aurelian soul i i would argue aurelian soul is almost like a full rework in my yeah, opinion I, at least i feel like it should be like counted towards a full rework at least that the was character it, is like so different that wasn't even a mid-scope update. that was there that was called a comprehensive gameplay mm. update so they have they have visual updates gameplay updates art and sustainability updates they have uh visual and gameplay updates which are full reworks they have comprehensive gameplay updates and they have mid-scope reworks <laughs> i see <laughs> very fucking, simple uh but yeah the last full one was udir like over a year ago at this point yeah. um and i guess the next one is skarner which is supposed to be early next year hopefully yeah um, and I, I think again like you'd said that the midscope updates have been pretty successful and i think they're great i i think that that level of change is probably all that a lot of characters need like do a midscope on like alistar right like yeah. he's sure he's playable right now he's okay um but I think he could be so much better. Mm-hmm. Just, just for like context, the characters that are up for their next visual gameplay update, they have a list: is uh, Cho'gath, Kogma, Nocturne, Quinn, Ramus, Shaco, Shivana, Trindamir. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is, those are good candidates overall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the biggest thing is like that's not a huge list, but it is a really big list if it's like eight months for each of those to get addressed right when yeah, you're looking at fair. like oh if i'm a if i'm a cogma player or i want to be a cogma player it's like i might just have to wait six years no fuck mm-hmm. that i'll just go play a different game yeah, yeah. And it, i mean by that time it's already i don't know time for more characters to yeah <laughs> to have that cool to have that um, rework yeah, I think we're all we both we both like the releases. That's like the thing. Mm-hmm. I think we're pretty pro Riot though overall. So yeah, yeah for sure. Cool. Um, want to move on to? Is there anything about Worlds that we want to talk about before we move on or now? I don't think so. Have they announced what they what the um skins are going to be yet? I know uh, Ari and Jace. Yeah. Um. Um. Because I saw I saw a Reddit thread of like Zeus talking about the series, um, and that. There, there wasn't a whole lot I took away from it, um, but I, I think he had mentioned in that like interview in the, the transcription that he was getting Jace. 
Nice. Yeah, they they said, um, I have it pulled up here. Uh, yeah, Zayo said Jace or Yone. Uh, that's for top lane. Uh, owner said Lee Sin, <laughs> which is funny. <laughs> um, Probably uh, not happening. Faker said he's undecided. He, he pretty well just said, hey, I want something that people will like. Um, I mean, people are assuming he's going to pick Ari, but it would be funny if he doesn't pick Ari. Um, also, just for, I guess most people didn't watch World 2023. 2021 or not 2021 2013 uh when faker first won and like people are i don't know if people know that so like, he originally wanted ari skin back mm-hmm. in 2020 2013 holy shit um and riot hadn't re- made the rule yet that like this is the first year or second no yeah first year that no second year they ever made uh team skins um and they said hey no ari's getting a big skin this year so you can't choose ari right so that's like <laughs> where all that controversy came from uh back then um so that's why you got Zed, I think, that year. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, th- people think that's why people think he's gonna choose Ari. But he could, all, I, I think, he could also just choose like any of the other ones. He probably won't choose Azir again because it's not his Azir skin for SKT. Yeah, yeah, it's Easy Hoons. But <laughs> dude, it'd be so funny if there was SKT yeah. Azir for Easy Hoon and SKT Azir for Fake for two w- different players, except like. It, oh, it's, and, it feels on the same team. And we need yeah. Bengi Lee Sin and Owner Lee Sin. I want yeah. two T1 skins for Azir and Lee Sin. That's so funny. <laughs> I, I, who cares? Who cares? I don't. I think you should be able to pick whatever champion. I don't even think you should have to play the character. I think I, you like, play the character. <laughs> I think you should, you should just... like If you win Worlds, you're one of five players to win Worlds that year. You just pick a, a champion. I think it'd be... I choose Skarner. <laughs> it'd be so funny if they just added a chroma to T1 Azir and T1 Lee Sin. That'd be so like, fucked. In this yeah. one, your owner, and this one, your faker. As like as a joke to go along with the actual run. I yeah, feel yeah, like yeah. It'd be so funny. Where instead of so like doing the though. actual visual, they're just like, this one's green. Yeah. Uh, Guma said Jinx, and then Caria uh, said either Bard or Renata. He wanted Lux, but he didn't pick mm. Lux. Um and that's the, I saw lots of threads about we need to give Carrier deserves his Lux skin. <laughs> Fuck that's so face. true. <laughs> just to pick Lux then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they could have sacked a game in finals. Apparently, like they were gonna play Lux Caitlyn on uh, blue side if they were uh, got blue side, but they that's red so side funny. all funny. So that's so funny. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Um, that is world's talk. Want to do a roundtable? Let's do it. Uh, so last question was, uh, what are you most excited for in 2024? Um, Sir Fishy said, the new items look so fun. I hope the magic pen item with the AoE, heal- AoE healing on takedown gets through. Sounds like a hoot to play on Katarina. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny, actually. Um, Jacob said, a champion with 10 abilities because Briar is too simple. Gameplay wise, uh, actually looks pretty nutty. Um, I think the map changes look pretty sweet, though. Uh, Rule uh, said, uh, "Building these new items makes uh, to make my bard stronger than he could ever become." Yeah, you can just build any new item on bard. <laughs> that's, the, that's the cool thing about being a bard main is all the new items. True, are so true. From uh, our Discord, Sharko said, eight team LCS finally get eight competitive teams and have more exciting matches uh, to watch in our time zone." Haha, <laughs> right? Am I right, Immortals? <laughs> um, I do think eventually eight teams will be more competitive. I think it's going to be a fucking garbage shit show in the first split, though. So. Yeah, I mean, it uh, definitely should be, right? You just have a, a tighter uh, distribution of good players. Yeah, I just think it's going to take like a f- half a year to Also have probably true. <laughs> happen. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, Brandon said, hopping on board, hopping on the Rift Herald Express first class. Um, nice. Uh, Josh Plank said, Huey, exactly what I'm craving for a champ right now. If I can't climb to at least gold, I'm just going to resign to being a GP main until the world ends. 
Um, oh, yeah. Last but not least, Valzea said, I'm so excited for map changes and new monsters. Everything looks so good. It's refreshing to see some new things on the map. My favorite would probably be the Baron, di- Baron different benefits. Yeah, that's good. Nice. Also, Val hit um, Platt in, in League. So Hell perhaps. yeah. Congratulations. Uh, cool. Um, this week's roundtable question is, if you could work in any department at Riot and help with one aspect of League, what would it be? Um, champion design. I think it's so. I think it would be so fun to just like shoot the shit and toss out ridiculous ideas um, that eventually have some of them like work. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, mean, I was gonna say the same thing, right? Like our, our series of Zed talks, we went through and like reworked every character. I had such a blast doing. I feel like if we had wanted to, we could have made like a, a one hour episode on like every character, or at least a mm-hmm. lot of them. Um, plus I, I think being a part of like a large team working on that, you know, we, we wouldn't have to deal with as much of the nitty gritty of like, okay, does this give 70 AD or 65 or like, you know, on, on some of the other stuff, like, we can just come up with this crazy idea for a character and it's like somebody else will come up with the numbers to make it work. Mm-hmm. That'd be um, awesome. I, I would be on the customer support team. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the reason is uh, my role would be uh, people who send in like death threats and stuff. Um, I find their IP address and send them a picture <laughs> oh, of their house. Okay. Um, That's good. I, I say, Hey, great car parked outside. Um, Watch what you say online. <laughs> I and I send them I back don't their think IP you're getting address. the job somehow. No, that's that's my role. That's my department that I work. Yeah, okay, okay, like, okay. It's okay. like customer service slash cybersecurity. Gotcha. <laughs> you bringing that up does make me kind of want to be in more of like an administrative role, where it's like a mm-hmm. lot of the things that we've talked about that I feel like would make the game a lot more enjoyable in terms of like it's gonna link all of your accounts, and you have to like register with some you know some level of personal identifying information where it's you know i i think people being able to get 20 accounts and not have any of them associated and like those not get punished across like being able to implement those systems where it's like yeah you can buy as many accounts as you want but they're all going to be linked to your main if you get punished on your main you get punished on all of them like as well as a lot of other, you know, ideas we talked about being in a, in a role that could influence that stuff, I think would also be very cool. Imagine- cool as well. And like Imagine allow dueling just- at Bob Master. Yeah. Your role on the, like the league team is you're like, just that you're, you fuck with trolls. You fuck with like douchebags online. That's, that's your entire role, right? So <laughs> you if, mean if, I'm, if- I'm in charge of when you're allowed to ping and not, cause that'd be no, my no. job. That's my, <laughs> my entire job. 40 hours a week, all year. They're paying me a salary to determine the rules for when you can ping and can't. But like someone like sends like a, like a, a death threat to like freak or something, right? So then you find their league account and you find a reason for them to be banned, right? Like whether they. I like... feel like now you're just being like a uh, bully hunters. Yeah, kind of like bully hunters. Yeah, <laughs> uh, dude, that'd be so sick though. And you just you just get people who are dickheads online, like I'm just banned for shit, like for so actual funny. stuff, because. Th- I'm sure there's correlate. Dude, there's no way that people who send death threats online also don't say shit. And like, <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> oh, dude, it'd be so sick, dude. That's my, that's my role. That's funny. Uh, if you want to tell us what you'd, uh, how you'd do at Riot, uh, what department you'd work in and how you'd help on the team uh, and what would it be, you can hit us up on our Twitter at LeakCast. Send us an email, mail, mail at LeakCastPodcast.com or come into our roundtable, come into our Discord and post in our roundtable section. That's discord.gg slash LeakCast. Nice. 
Uh, first email from Dippy in Mailfight. Uh, for the first time ever, I hit Platinum. I could probably attribute it to ranked changes, but still rad. Uh, in the game after my promotion, Ideone asked me, why did you engage that so bad? I hit him with the typical response, it's low elo, we all make dumb plays. And I reflected on this because I never thought of Plat as low elo. So I resolved that whatever elo I am, it's low elo, full of silly players making silly mistakes. So if you are Plat or below, join me in taking it not too hard when you or your teammates make a silly play dippy. I like the idea of like, eventually this person reaches like worlds somehow yeah. and is like eh, everyone still kind of sucks <laughs> that's that's faker he said finals was too boring because he's just so good at the game he's not <laughs> wrong about this particular one <laughs> um I, yeah i mean one thing i use is just like a mental exercise or at least try to is like the answer to that question every time is the same. It's like, why did you make X play? Like, it's 99% of the time the answer is because they thought it was the correct play. Yeah. Right? Like, mm -hmm. sure, they might have missed some critical piece of information or their analysis was wrong or they just, like, fumbled it mechanically. But it's like, that, that asking that question is never useful because the answer is always just like, because I thought that was the right decision, right? It's like, why did you go in 3v5 there? Because I thought we could win 3v5, and, and I was probably wrong, but it's like... <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to bait you all in for us all to die and get ace and then have Baron. Yeah, but like, I because I wanted LP. to lose LP today, right? Like, that's not the answer. That's never the answer unless they're winning. actually into it. And yeah. that's not the answer they want either. <laughs> like, that's very... Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, but so I, I find that question always, like, that's just... That's always the answer, because they thought it was the play. They were misinformed but they thought that was the right play that's so funny uh next nice. email is from hi i'm tiger hey guys this is hi i'm tiger first time emailer long time listener i've been a riven main for the last five years and i wanted to share my thoughts on the state of riven usually i'm around a plat level or now emerald and occasionally i sneak into low diamond riven is a very hard champion but i think that that's part of her draw and what makes her so rewarding to play the best feeling is sitting in a bush, level one, and solo killing a ward because you can fast combo. Uh, and then flashing the champion mastery as vision fades. I don't think they should remove the fast Q. I think it's one of the coolest things about her as a champion uh, is all of the neat animation cancels that you can do. It's like double casting after using her E, either WQ or R2 into Q, or even triple casting. I do think there's a clarity issue, though, on what's possible with the champion. Perhaps a more informative champion spotlight would fix this, but this is also <laughs> found with a lot of champions, like Caitlyn with example, her EQ combo or E flash WQ combo, where you really don't know it unless you see somebody else use it or look at tutorials online. Do you think Riot should start incorporating things like the well-known animation cancels into the champion overviews? Uh, anyway, back to Riven. I don't think the benefit from doing her fast combo is usually that relevant, and the risk of it can sometimes cause a missed auto-attack, but also if you use your Q to move around, you can't auto-attack as quickly either. If you hover your mouse over a champion or minion, she will Q towards it, unless she is already next to them, in which case she'll Q in place, but you can move your mouse off target or to a minion behind them, and she will Q through. Um, this can be really useful if you're looking to outrun someone, run someone down or hike skill shots, maybe 
because I was supposed to be dodge. Hit, hit skill shots, probably. Okay. Uh, I think she's in a rough spot right now, more because of the top lane meta, where she has a lot of tough matchups, and the items aren't great for her, especially with Gore Drinker not building out of Caulfield anymore, and Ravenous having weak components. I think the extra damage is a good buff. I would have liked to see 25 bonus range on her auto assign abilities, because getting auto-spaced by Jax and Darius <laughs> W is one of the worst feelings in the game, but more damage is always welcome. Excited for the buffs. Sorry for the jumbled and long email. Love the show. Best regards, Tiger. Nice. Her win rate, well, this is also before the buffs, by the way. Um, her win rate went up like 2% at like every ELO, which is kind of scary. That is pretty, um, the buffs. pretty scary. I do, like, I think there's lots of room for buffs. Like, um, So her alt gives her 50 range, I believe. It's either 50 or 75 range. I think it might be 75, actually. Um, I think there's room for her alt to give 50 range her just having 25 more. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. Yeah, was, I like, can see that. A change you could do. Um, I don't know if you want to give her 25 extra range and then have her alt still give 75. Um, that's a little spooky. But like, stuff if, like that, I don't What if she I, I rebuilt mind. her wind blade throughout the game? Every time she gets killer assist, she gets five more range. That's if Riven was released this year. <laughs> that's what <laughs> True. She collects wind fragments. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever. That's funny. Oh, also, like, I fucking meant to mention this in the, the dev blog section. Have you seen the videos of the Infernal Rift yet? No. Because it has Infernal Rift has the Infernal Cinders, right? The things that you collect on the map yeah. or whatever. And they give you, like, one haste with diminishing returns the more you get or whatever. And they're permanent, um, right? Um, they're, You carry them until you die, and then you shoot them out like a fucking volcano. And then oh. people can pick them up in the middle of fights. Dude, it's just visual fuckery. <laughs> like, by the end of the game, because everyone has just, like, a shitload. If they die, they explode in the middle of the fucking team fight, going everywhere. So there's just red dots all over the fucking team fight. Um, <laughs> dude, it, it's... I'm sure they'll clean it up before the beginning of the season. But, oh my god, dude, it is the worst thing to look at in team fights. That's so funny. If there's multiple kills going on everywhere, dude, it's just it's it's just visual fuckery. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. Cool. Nice. Yeah. So I I mean I think we kind of went through everything we had to say about Riven. I yeah. still am more on the side of like intricate combos. Yes, are are cool, but if they're not able to be discovered organically or like understood what's happening when you're playing against it i think they're probably not good for the game um i i also think it's really hard for they mentioned um having like riot put the combos in like uh the champion spotlight um which i think they would they'd love to do i think it's just really really hard considering the uh, just the sheer amount of um like kind of exposure or uh, I don't I don't have a good way to phrase it but the sheer number of people that are playing a character when it comes out is just it has to be like exponentially higher when they are released versus the amount of internal testing that they're able to do yeah they would um, they would have to release that video a year later once people had figured it out yeah so it'd be like really really hard for them to to do that outside of like the ultra basic combos of like if you're playing Blitzcrank, cue them and then E them up. Yeah, yeah, which are, like, obvious enough that it doesn't matter. Like, you don't need to put that in the video. So, cool. Uh, thank you, Tiger. 
Next is from Cocaine Bear. Lee Kasker, it's your boy Cocaine Bear, writing in for the first time. First of all, let me start uh, by saying I'm a big fan of the cast. I listen religiously every Tuesday evening while I'm at the gym, if it comes out on time. I've been a listener for about a year and a half and it would and would listen while I took a four-month hiatus as I love how you present topics and make every cast interesting. Now to my question for discussion. I was a volleyball man and climbed from silver to emerald two. Prior to the jungle changes, playing almost exclusively Volibear Jungle with Blue Smite. Since the changes, I've noticed a serious change in his ability to have agency on the game, and he just isn't able to do enough damage to be a factor, even with go uh, with going Nasher's first item. Thus, I've started playing mostly Silas and Remus. Do you think Volley is currently in a bad spot? What other junglers do you think uh, were also most negatively affected by the change? Uh, changes and do you think the changes landed in a way that was positive for the game? Thanks to each of you if you're able to respond to this message. Um, in hopes, <laughs> in the hopes of it increasing my chances of being read, all eighty carries are toxic. Uh, your friend, the amped up violent bear, cocaine bear. Hell yeah! That was um, a message for Aiden, I suppose. I'm the only person who plays Volibear. Yeah. Um, and I'm the only one who uh, plays jungle. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, whenever I play, whenever I'm filled jungle, I play Volibear jungle. He is bad. Like, don't get me wrong. He, he's a bad jungler. Um, he's very one-dimensional in what you can do. I'm sure you understand that your main power is just flash ganking someone. And then, hey, it's probably a kill because his flash gank's really, really good. Um, but then you don't really do much else and you don't really get enough gold to, like, do the stuff you want to do. Like, Volley top in good matchups is actually pretty decent, I think. I think Volibear top's fine um you can go like heart steel nashers into like full tank and you're pretty strong as a dueler but his matchup spread top is also just dog shit he's just like kind of a clunky old character yeah um but i mean you can still climb with him like last season uh this is before he even got buffs uh there was a guy who was challenger on korea playing only volibear jungle um he is now i think master tier so he's gone down obviously a fair bit this season uh but like I don't know. Like he's bad for sure. He's definitely got affected negatively with the changes, but it's not like he's unplayable for sure. It's just your yeah. average are like an early game kind of stompy type character. Yeah. I mean, I think as for a jungler's perspective, I, I agree with Aiden. Like, I, I don't think Volibear is very good. I think the biggest issue is that like his strengths are not particularly suited for jungle i don't i don't feel and like the role he fills as a jungler is just fulfilled a lot better and more flexibly by other characters right so like even saying like if you're playing volibear jungle your options are pretty much flash q or maybe you can get like a regular raw q if the positioning is good so you're probably spam ganking only one lane, you know, whether it be a really volatile topside matchup where you're like, oh, I'm going to get my Jax ahead and Jax will carry, or I'm like spam ganking bottom and we're going to get bottom ahead and they'll carry. I, I don't see any worlds where as a Volibear jungle, you're going to be the carry. Um, no. You're just a facilitator. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, ideally you probably, if you're wanting to, to play it is, you know, yeah, make that determination Am I going to play to get my top laner super head or am I going to play to get my bot lane super head if I'm playing pot side? Let's stack dragons early if I'm playing top side. You know, at like seven minutes, spam ping your support. Not that it really matters anymore because that, that, that timing is <laughs> going to change, but you, you know, go for those early heralds. Um, but like even, right, so his he's got point and click CC tower dives. Like he can gank early, but there's just 
way better early ganking junglers. Like, he can tower dive because he can turn off the tower, but, like, why do that when I can just play, like, Rel with Aftershock and have more CC, reliable CC, scale better, and I can tank the tower for, like, six shots. Like, I don't have to turn it off because I can just tank it, right? <laughs> yeah. He, he's a really good win more character, right? When you're ahead with him, like, and you get to, like, survive using your W multiple times, it's really good. You get to use your E multiple times for shield. You get to use your alt, like, super aggressively to, like, push, like, inhib towers. He's really good. It's just when you're behind, all those things don't work. Like, how do you ever get two Ws off on someone? You're, you're not ta- you're not tanky enough. How yeah. do you ever use your ult offensively when you're behind, right? Like, you're not diving towers when you're behind. Like, he just is... He's really bad when he's behind. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. Cool. Next thank email. Thank you, Cocaine Bear. Yeah, thank you. Next email from Valzea. Hello, League Casters. It's been a while since I've emailed because I've had nothing to talk about. But a few things I want to mention before I talk a little bit about my question is that I really enjoyed Worlds. I'm really happy to see Zeus destroying in the top lane. I also hit gold a while ago, and I've only played around 60 games, the 60% win rate, which isn't a huge game size, but it is what it is for now. I've just been chilling in lower tier of gold 4, and I actually feel like I don't deserve to be in gold currently. Mm. Very recently, I decided that I finally want to switch to mid lane because there are more interesting champs to play there because I like the idea of being able to help the team out with roams and stuff. Plus, I can play Irelia mid, so yay. I've been soaking up a lot of Coach Curtis content, which has been amazing so far. I just need to play my games. I have two specific questions. What do you guys think of this idea? I want to relearn the game in a way because all I've been doing uh, beforehand was playing Irelia top, so when I go to play another role or champion, I just drop to an iron level player. So I want to learn the mid lane fundamentals and play a new champion. I picked a Kali to one trick for now because I enjoy her playstyle and everything. And my idea was that I'd be able to not have to rely on my Aurelian mechanics uh, to get me to feel like I'm doing good and instead physically see my Kali mechanics improve alongside learning how to play the lane. Then later down the line, I can redo how I learned to play a Kali and do it with Aurelia. So I'm basically learning how to play mid. Thoughts on that? Two, I had a selfish podcast email thought a while ago, and I thought it would be an interesting little discussion. Currently in my life, I have a profound hearing loss, and I need to wear hearing aids in order to hear things. But if I take them off or turn them off, I can hear basically nothing. Could I use this in a way where I create an environment where I only hard focus on where to direct (laughs) my eyes? I wanted to hear your thoughts on taking away one of the five senses in order to enhance another one and create more focus. Would that work? Would people uh, be able to play without audio, be able to focus more? That's all for now. Thank you guys for all you do. Have a good night, day, evening, whatever it is to you. Uh, Valzea. So the second question I think is a lot easier to address. Um, I don't think necessarily it's going to be an advantage, but I don't really think it's going to be a huge disadvantage either. Um, audio cues are valuable to some players less valuable Mm -hmm. to others by no means do you have to play league of legends with those on you know if i told aiden he has to play full muted from now on and couldn't wear his headset you know it's not going to like seriously affect his game um the only real audio indicator i think that like high level players rely on is the sound of a skill shot 
missing or hitting when they're throwing it into a bush, right? Because if I throw Ezreal Q, even even Ezreal Q is not a good example because visually I could it see if, a, it, if yeah. it had landed if I got my passive. But if I threw, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, Morgana Q into a bush, right? Like I don't know if that landed unless I hear it. Um, but and then that, the obvious ones like Scion Alt, Clyde Alt, stuff like that. But yeah, like hearing those get casted towards you. Um, I, I don't know in terms of Riot's accessibility options if there's anything for those. That might be. Am, am I smoking something, or did they? I thought. I thought. I swear to God, maybe I had a dream, dude. I thought they announced that they were gonna have like, because right now they don't, right? Like, if you if you don't have audio, you can't see Scion Alt until it's on your screen. Um, mm-hmm. I thought I saw. I don't know where I saw this though that they were going to add that so like it's like a chat message for stuff like that I, I, I have I no idea do. I, if they I, I, that sounds familiar Aiden um, and that's definitely something I think they should do and I think would be particularly easy to do even you could do like an indicator on the screen you know and I think the most players who don't have any hearing issues probably would want that turned on as well because you just yeah. don't, aren't always paying attention to it. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of the first question, um, relearning a role and a new character, I think that definitely... If you are learning a new role on a character you currently play, I think you're going to lean more on mechanics rather than playing the role properly, and you might do things that only work for the character... Um, if you do it with a new character, obviously you've got now a struggle for your mental stack trying to keep up with like learning two very different things at once. Um, my recommendation would be probably not Akali, just because I feel like she doesn't play like most mid laners, and I, and I don't think you're necessarily like learning all of mid by playing Akali, uh, as well as the fact that like she's probably pretty taxing in terms of like there's a lot you need to do mechanically and like dipping in and out with the passive um you know the 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 age-old go-to is just like if you played 50 games of annie to get more familiar with mid i think that would probably help and then you could like move on to a collie from there maybe that's yeah my I- thoughts yeah i don't i don't know if you're gonna be able to necessarily learn the role by just playing a a certain champion or even two champions i think you kind of have to spread yourself pretty far um for that but i i think really or uh, akali would be a fun champion to be good at so go for it i just want to say congrats on hitting platinum uh, playing only akali from gold oh nice <laughs> there we go <laughs> um cool thanks for all the next emails from big mike evening league cast crew after two years and countless hours, I finally hit gold playing Orin in the top lane. With the new season changes, I think tanks will be pretty OP uh, next patch, and honestly, think I'll have a chance at hitting plat. I wanted to ask what you guys think are the most important things to focus on when climbing from gold to plat as a tank top. Thank you for your time. Big Mike. Don't lose to bruisers. That's literally all it is, in my opinion. Uh, you're yeah. playing Orin, so you actually have kill pressure. So, like, Orin specific... Um, you have a lot of kill pressure as Orn. Like I, I would say most Orns below like Diamond, just play him like regular tank. You know, you're like a low econ character. 
you play for a late game, which is fine. It's just Orin is a character that, man, you can get solo kills on that character. Learn Orin's hard combos. Like, learn, yeah, like, his the combos six, are crazy. He has like six second CC combos that do like, he you proc passive like three times in it. Um, mm-hmm. Like, yeah, learn those combos and you'll have a shitload of kill pressure. Just realize that like Orin is a tank, obviously, so you can play him low econ, but like he's really, really strong. But uh, in general for tanks, um, what all you have to focus on is your character like, they're not meant to just crush lane, right? If you do crush lane, you're going to do really fucking well because you're attacking you're not supposed to. Um, but if you're playing in any carry, just make sure their their Yone top doesn't get ahead. If their yeah. Yone top's taking over the game, if their Gwen top's taking over the game, you didn't do your job and you probably lost your team in the game. Um, if you go even with them, or even if they have, like, a slight lead, that's kind of expected, and you just have to play to your champion's strengths. Obviously, your champion just gives your team 5,000 gold worth of stats at some point. Um, so just make sure you're not feeding, like, you're not the lose con by feeding a carry. Uh, that's my biggest thing for tech tops. Okay. Nice. Colton, any advice? Yeah, I mean, I don't play a ton of top, but I think Aiden kind of nailed it i think you know alongside that there's you know trying to minimize when you lose lane uh, and I, he kind of went into that but I, you know I, i'll say it again it's just like there's a huge difference between a top laner who's like zero two and down one level versus zero eight and down three levels mm-hmm. um and so if you are behind stop trying to fight them just give up some farm or like look to make a play elsewhere you know you're if you're zero three and down two levels you're not beating the aurelia ever again in this game like that the the one v one is over stop trying like figure out something else to do just yeah i think that. what i think Sorry. what aiden does best is um he'll just leave and just do something else you know and i think that's a really good way to approach like the hard matchups um for top lane i mean i think it's just like you have to identify like that because like i mean the main reason why i leave in those scenarios is because the option other option which is what i just had happen in my last game i played against like a gm top laner who i I got, like, level 3 tower dove by their Hecarim, and then, like, I came back to lane, fucked up a play, died to him, and now it's an Aatrox who's, like, 2-0 or whatever. Um, and it's just at that point, I can't do anything because he can kill me, he can tower dive me, he can do whatever he wants. And trying to communicate to your team to the best of your ability that you can't match this uh, is also really important, right? Um, obviously best case scenario is you can try to match it which i don't think is possible in some games you have to realize that other best case scenario is someone on your team comes up and helps you or maybe your mid lane who's ahead comes up and matches instead that's always really good worst case scenario is you try to match you die you give them tower you give them free gold and you get nothing right um so that's where like kind of what nick was saying comes no over. no and the worst case is all of that plus your jungler came and also died <laughs> yeah um and that's like that's the scenario where it's like fuck sometimes i'll just like leave and go other places because i know i'm just going to die to this person yeah um i'm not going to defend that tower that tower is going down he's taking my life and i'm losing xp yeah uh, and that's what and, you definitely don't want to do and even in a lot of times i feel like in those like best case scenario worst case scenario where you like you're, you're outlining worst case scenario obviously there the best case scenario doesn't make a difference in the outcome of the game right like you're you're tom kench the this uh aatrox has their two kill lead whatever even if you survive the dive and you get all the minions it's like is 300 gold on your tom kench 
going to matter 10 minutes later when a nexus is falling mm-hmm. yeah. probably not but getting that next dragon and forcing them into a soul fight probably does or like maybe getting your mid laner ahead or your ad carry ahead like those things will probably impact the game a lot more yeah that's a really good way to view it as well right where it's like even if you got 15 cs you're still never winning that 1v1 Mm-hmm. yeah it's just like a lot of like running through things in your head obviously really quickly you can't do them like you can't think about them then make the decision you need to preemptively know what you're going to do um and value what it could potentially get you and what's the chance of it happening right there's lots of times where like i'm playing in a shit lane that i know is going to go to shit but i'm ahead in and i can go okay i can maybe keep this lane even for like the next 10 minutes or i can start doing some flip shit like sometimes i'll go i can i, I dump wave and Best case scenario right here is I recall and I go get my item, come back to lane and match them again. But sometimes I'll go, I'm going to eventually lose this lane. So what? instead of resetting here, I'm going to go flip again, commit, like just raw W into their lane, try to get a kill. Um, It's like 30% chance of working. But if it works, it's so much more fucking valuable than me just buying mm-hmm. back and going back to lane like even. <laughs> and I think it also like it like that is just such a big um like not only champion mastery yeah. thing, but like. <laughs> a high level way to view the game as well. Um, and being able to see like plays before they happen or before they've been close to happening. Um, that just come with a lot of like practice on not only the, the characters that you're playing, but also the same type of character. Like if you're playing Shen, Orn, Malphite, Maokai, like Scion, like those type of champions all kind of do the same thing. They're just going to like sort of handshake lane and then just get into, um, the rest of the game um so to to kind of keep that like similar as well is really really important also just like fucking learn how to use tp <laughs> you're yeah a, you're TPing a properly player, is so hard mm-hmm. you have to be able to use that as a tank top player if you're not using yeah. TP, tp properly like it, even the most basic shit i watch people like up to like d2 um dragon spawning both top laners have tp you have options here, right? You either push in the wave and then TP to dragon, or you go to dragon and TP top. Going to dragon, TPing top is better like 85% of the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like most people default to going for wave, then TPing if you're needed. Um, dude, like you don't want to be TPing from your lane because then you have to reset, walk back up. If they didn't TP, you lose so much. Like it just get yeah. in the habit of like learning scenarios. Like just like make mental notes of like when, when was your TPs good? What could you have done differently? And start building like an up an idea of like when you should be TPing. Like it's so fucking, it's the most important thing is top lane, honestly, as a tank that is. So <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's hard to know like when to do that properly because a lot of the times it's going to be, like I would even say not a great TP, not a bad TP, but just like a a very average TP. Yeah, for sure. So it, like the it's not like okay, this was a bad flash or this was a good flash. It's like I've got to like practice this and, and use it in so many different scenarios until I know like exactly what to do in every single one. Yeah, just just think of stuff like like once again like keep your mental stack up the entire time when you're walking back to lane like after that TP play, whether you were top lane TP dragon or dragon tp to top um and think what how would that have gone if i did it the other way right just like generally obviously you don't know the exact like how it's going to go perfectly but like as a general thing like just constantly be questioning yourself about stuff like that Mm -hmm. i would say watch a lot of uh like other people's content too 
and yep. then sort of figure out why they're TPing when they are, why they aren't, like what they're doing when TP is up and Baron is up and Dragon is up and like it, they want to go for like just so many different scenarios. It's funny because the next email is going to bring up probably the best top lane YouTuber. So <laughs> cool. Do you want to read that one, Aiden? Sure. No. <laughs> you don't have to. I don't want to. Okay. Valzea. Um, thank you, Rippin' Fat Doinks. Oh, wait. Oh, I think you skipped it. It's, uh, it, wait. Was it Rippin' Fat Doinks? No, yeah. You were, we're rooting Big Mike still, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, mm-hmm. Big yeah. Mike. Um, Rippin' Fat Doinks. Yeah. Good morning, League Cast crew. It's Rippin' Fat Doinks. Just wanted to reach out as an update to my email from several weeks ago where I mentioned that I finally broke into gold for the first time. Well, your boy strikes again. As of last Friday, I am now a platinum Diana one trick. Took a lot of focus to get here and a few tips from the Uber uh, Alois. Alois? Yeah. Uh, check him out for in-depth wave management knowledge and top lane fundamentals. Helped me out a bunch. Thanks for the show. And always ban equality. The champ's dashes are longer than the size of this email. <laughs> Ripping fat doinks. Dude, all of our listeners That's are funny. promoting. Hell yeah. Is this an Akali podcast now? None of, talk us, about none of us player <laughs> dude none of us could fucking get to fucking emerald playing a college. i mean no but like we've had so much a collie discussion that i feel like we've never had before i could um, i could play a collie to emerald so true definitely I think not we, could all, we could all we could all do it to emerald maybe even um, a diamond we probably all learned mid lane to diamond <laughs> hey one of us did it too easy um i should have just played Akshan. i don't I, I, that's i picked him we all had access to him. I, I'm just joking. You're not joking. You're serious. Um, thanks, Ribbon Fat Doinks. The next email is from Valzea. It's our last one. Hello again. It's been a week of grinding, and I spent a lot of my Thanksgiving break uh, spamming as many games as I could handle uh, while playing Akali in the mid lane, and that all resulted in me acquiring Plat for the first time. Uh, it didn't spoil it for us, um, but that's okay. I'm pretty happy that I was able to get to the rank, but honestly, uh, sorry, whoops. Uh, when I first got to it, I w- was pretty terrified about my mindset on the game because I noticed that I was slowly reverting back to my old self. Like I cared about every single game uh, and the LP won or lost. And usually this is around the time when I start wanting to maybe give up on the grind uh, for something I want to get good at, but I'm trying to recognize that and be careful not to let it happen. I think that listening to the BBC Broken by Concept podcast uh, helped a lot with how I view League as a whole. Um, I don't need to worry about my teammates' mistakes. That's out of my control. The game isn't all about trying to solo kill the enemy laner. There's lots of ways to win. Um, But I think BBC mostly helped me to see that there is so much more to League than just getting good at a champion and playing them correctly. For the past two years, I've spammed Aurelia so much uh, and I think I'm mechanically pretty good with her, but I found that it was really hard to play any other character because I just straight up didn't know what to do, which is part of the reason I've been trying to climb with Akali instead of Aurelia because I want a fresh start. So far, uh, I've had some very rough games because of my mindset. So I tried to think of my problems objectively and try to go back to quickly VOD reviewing my games to help me find clear objective goals to focus on, which actually helped a ton. Yesterday, I played a block of games for the day and took the learning mindset and VOD reviewed before I played the game. I also told myself that I don't need to overthink the rank. Plat players make many mistakes. I don't need to overestimate them, and I just need to keep calm and play with intention, and it worked for yesterday. So yeah, the next goal is 
Emerald. And I still have a lot to learn. Also, is it just me or are Plat games way more one-sided? Because for now, for my small pool of games I've played in Plat, each game has either been my team stomping or uh, the enemy annihilating my team. I don't know. I don't know. It is what it is. Sorry for the long mail. Just wanted to give an update on what happened last week. Um, keep up the grind, everyone, and stay safe. Just to um, give context on the one-sidedness. So I try to stay away generally from saying, oh, this tier in this exact division is so much harder than the last, or so much easier than the last one. Because the reality is if you're, if you're going up, say, gold to plat, the games really, in general, aren't that different. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, they're pretty Maybe if you're going gold to diamond or bronze to emerald or like some big jump there's like maybe you can mm-hmm. argue the noticeable difference but like people will be like oh my god d4 games are the hardest and it's like well because <laughs> like people they have like they make it reasons and stuff like that and i understand the reasons and maybe there's something to it but in general the games are pretty fucking similar all over the place the one thing that i will give you on that is that at, this is a pretty consistent thing through all leagues history the higher elo you get um the lower the game times are um which um, it's gotten a little better when they cha- did all those anti-snowballing changes, um, but in general, the higher ELOs you go, um, games or shorter duration, just to give context, Iron Games right now, uh, excluding Surrenders, go about 33 minutes, 45 seconds, whereas Challenger Games, or sorry, I guess Grandmaster Games has a better sample size, go about 28 minutes, which is a full five minutes faster, right? Um, and that's typically because people, when you get leads, can like take those leads and push them to harder extents than like lower ELO people, right? That's the idea. Um, but like, obviously you were just, um, you're, you're plat right now and you were silver before. Silver games before were 32-30 and plat games are 31-30, right? So there's not like a, a huge difference. Um, it's like a minute difference in average game time. Um, but yeah, obviously people snow, do snowball and push leads harder. It's just you definitely had a, a crazy couple of games, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Like as your first couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself. Anything to add, Colton? No, I, I think Aiden kind of covered it cool um thank you valzea and thank you to everyone for listening if you'd like to send us an email it's mail at leadcastpodcast.com watch us on twitch twitch.tv slash king blue basket and leadcast frost on twitter we're leadcast on facebook we're leadcast visit our website leadcastpodcast.com join our discord server discord.gg forward slash leadcast and finally support us on patreon patreon.com slash leadcast thank you guys once again so much for listening and we'll see you next week goodbye Bye. Bye.